This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Well, as you may have heard, there are a lot of liberals in Halifax this weekend. It is for the National Convention, some calling it one of the biggest non-leadership conventions to take place. Thousands of supporters have registered to take part in the event. There will also be speeches from liberal premiers and such. And joining us on the line to talk a bit more about how the weekend will unfold and what things will look like is David Aiken. He is Global's chief political correspondent. David, it's so great to have you on the show. Thanks for being here. Yeah, great to be here at the other end of the country, Jill. Sure. Yeah, how are things? What's happening there in Halifax? Well, you mentioned premiers. Right now we got the Atlantic premiers are on stage. We're talking about something called the Atlantic Growth Strategy, and that's actually a strategy that the uh, federal government has already sort of adopted to put more uh, economic development resources here. But uh, there's a whole lot of really interesting policy positions that the grassroots We'll vote on and debate later today. And one of the really interesting things I find about group of policy resolutions, there's 20 of them. They've winnowed down to 20 from literally hundreds of ideas that have been put forward by various levels across the country. Uh, so this 20 is got a cast to it. It's like this party, the grassroots, is trying to pull the Liberal Party of Canada much more over towards the NDP. So, for example... They will vote today and probably pass the idea that we should have a national pharmacare program. That is straight out of the ND, the federal NDP playbook. They're going to vote, I think, on probably endorse the idea of a guaranteed national uh, annual income. So the idea that you know, this will replace some other kinds of social support, uh, old age benefits or employment insurance with a guaranteed income. No matter what you do, you're going to get a guaranteed uh, Interesting. It does sound like it's something uh, right out of the NDP playbook. Oh, we may have... No, no, David, can you hear? Your phone dropped out there. I don't know, David, can you hear us? All right, we'll try and get David Aiken back on the line. Uh, he is, well, to be fair, he's in a convention center where there are thousands of people who are taking part in the convention. And uh, as he mentioned, a couple of things, the National Pharmacare Program, the guaranteed annual income, that's something we've actually talked about on this program with uh, Mike Campbell before. Maybe we can ask him about that as well, because uh, if memory serves correctly, uh, that is something that Mike Campbell was not uh, in favor of, uh, saying that it would not be uh, the best way to go. All right, we have reconnected with David Aiken. David, sorry about that. Your phone just cut out and you were gone. There I was. Yeah, I'm still here, honestly, God. Halifax is still here. But <laughs> oh, good. We were just saying how, yeah, I think the party here is saying if there's a threat in the 2019 election, or, or the best way to guarantee the Liberals' re-election in 2019 is to make sure that a lot of progressive voters who clearly came over to them in 2015 stay with the Liberals. We're going to see it, but there are some things I think the party leadership, Justin Trudeau, who's here, he's going to speak later this afternoon, uh, will probably push back against a couple of ideas. Let's legalize prostitution or decriminalize it at the very least. Or, sorry, legalize prostitution, decriminalize some other uh, drug things, uh, possession of some uh, small amounts of some other hard drugs, decriminalize that. Um, what is missing here is if you're a blue liberal, the kind of liberal that says, I like the... Fiscally responsible issues that maybe the federal conservatives are into. So, what is completely absent here? There is no discussion of reducing the tax Canadians. There is no discussion of a return to balanced budgets. There is no discussion of with social agenda stuff aimed at a left-leaning progressive voter. With one notable exception, there is no talk of 
should we try that electoral reform idea again? That is not on the table today. <laughs> not a big surprise there uh, at all. Uh, do you think there's a concern, though, and if we look, if they are taking a page from the NDP book, when the NDP went leap manifesto, there were even some in that party that thought that was going too far. And like you said, if there's nothing here for the more blue-leaning liberals, do they risk alienating or losing that support? Well, don't forget truths talking to the group of 20 policy positions I mentioned, down to 15. And so essentially it will, be, it will be the party grassroots saying to the leadership party, here's 15 ideas we think you should consider for the federal platform in 2019. And then it will be up to the, the, the war room for the election to sort of decide how far can they go to the left. And I'll give you a good example. The liberal convention legalizing pot at least way back in until the 2015 election that legalizing pot made it in. So they can start some of these left-leaning progressive ideas maybe now, but it might be another generation of leadership that acts on them. So, so this is the calculation that the, that the campaign planners will have to figure out how far left can we go without alienating some of those people who are, you know, uh, small C conservatives, small L liberal voters who just want, you know, budgets balanced and would like some social programs. And those kind of voters tend to live in our suburbs. So this would be in the, you know, in the surveys, the Delta Newtons in, uh, in, uh, around the lower mainland, uh, the Etobicos, the Mississaugas, the Pickerings around Toronto. There's a lot of seats there. The liberals hold a lot of those seats. But I can tell you, I've spoken to some liberal MPs who hold those seats. And they would like something in the wind that says, okay, we're going to balance the budget. You know, you fill in the year. Okay, we're going to try and lower income taxes at some point down the road. But right now, there's really not any of that talk among the liberals gathered here in, in, that, in Halifax. No, I'm not surprised uh, that some people are saying maybe that should be part of the conversation uh, as well. Uh, David, what about the fact that this is the, the first gathering since doing away with the paid party memberships, really opening it up or trying to open it up to anybody who wants to come and rub shoulders and have access? Yeah, and that's, a re- that's one of the sort of interesting things about this. So there's more than 3,000 delegates here. That's huge. That's uh, certainly more than uh, when the Liberals gathered a couple of years ago in Winnipeg. And everybody attributes that to the idea that, first, you don't have to pay any money to join the Liberal Party. You just basically sign up on a website and give them your name and phone number and email, and boom, you're a Liberal. It used to be that these conventions were delegated, so every riding association would be able to send, you know, 20 people or 30 people or something like that. that that's done away with. Uh, so long as you've signed up to say, hey, I'm a Liberal, and you can afford the, the, the airfare and a hotel room for a couple of nights in Halifax, you can be here. So there's, there's lots of people here. And notably, lots of younger people. That's one of the things I think everybody's noticing is it looks like a very young group. Um, and that may bode well for the liberals in the future. It's one of the reasons the party leadership sort of gambled with this idea of let's open the party to anybody who wants to show up. Because there, there, there were others who said the danger is that all of a sudden special interest groups t- tend to dominate your party. That, oh, we can take over the liberal party and push for, but let's say, that legalizing heroin or something like that. Uh, which may be a little outside the mainstream opinion in Canada. Um, but so far, I think, you know, there's still some checks and balances for the party grandees, i.e. the prime minister and, and people like that, to uh, put a little bit of a check on any takeover attempt by special interest. So I think so. As people are pretty happy with this new open membership process, 
certainly it's showing up in the, the number of delegates here, more than 3,000. That is, uh, that's a ton. <laughs> yes, indeed. All right, David, I'll look forward to, to your reports. So we'll see and hear from you throughout the convention. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. I appreciate it. Okay, no problem, Jill. Have a great day. All right, you too. That is uh, David Aiken. He is Global's chief political correspondent. And uh, sorry about the phone line there. I think somebody may have been trying to call David while we were uh, chatting. So a bit of a cutting out, but I think we got the message from him. More than 3,000 people at the National Convention. This is taking place at the Halifax Convention Centre. A lot of uh, Liberal premiers there. Anybody that has signed up to the Liberal Party can uh, go, can rub shoulders, can even try and get uh, a chance uh, to speak to the Prime Minister, who uh, will be there as well. So we will find out. We will keep you up to date as to what is happening at that convention. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.